Hello and welcome to another episode of Mindshare Radio. My name is Kevin Whelan. Today I want to talk a little bit about the history of my consulting business and how long it took me to get traction as an advisor. And uh, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory and kind of how I got into things, uh, but I just want to kind of reinforce the sort of timelines you can maybe expect, and obviously everyone's going to be different, when getting into advisory services. It's Frankly, it's not a very quick way to to ramp up revenue. Uh, it does take a little while. And uh, so I'm going to give you some kind of background and how it worked for me. And maybe this will help kind of set your expectations around what's possible for you as a marketing advisor. First and foremost, uh, I came from, you know, I've been doing web design for since I was a teenager going on close to 20 years and, uh, and then eventually learned that that was a marketable skill. And even though I was kind of freelancing on and off for most of my, my life, I didn't really see it as a career until uh, somewhere in my kind of mid twenties or so where I got a job in a marketing department and then realized I had all these skills that were there the whole time. And it really kind of set a chain of events into motion. I eventually sort of phased into starting my own agency. So I was doing work on the side evenings and weekends unofficially. And that allowed me to sort of build up a bit of a book of business until I could feel confident enough to take a leap. I saved uh, some money and then I eventually made, made the leap into consulting or into running an agency rather. Um, uh, once I had a bit of a runway and a, and a few clients and I think I was making like two or $3,000 a month, uh, on average. And, um, and I had about $15,000 saved up, uh, you know, so I kind of had a bit of a runway and it turns out I never needed to tap into that money that I saved. And I always grew it from there and my business sort of ramped up once I made the leap and that was really great. But that was in a, that was in the context of, uh, being an agency, Running an agency for a couple of years, I realized I was able to get to, I was able to replace my salary the first year, which was only like 60, 70 K. And then in terms of profit and then, uh, and then, you know, quickly accelerated that every single year afterwards. And it's gone up ever since every year. And, but I was finding that working as an agency, there was just so much work to do. I had to manage all these projects, even though I was working with people from all over the world, my prices were too low. I was fairly generalized and, uh, and my margins would shake out to about 30% which meant in order to do, you know, six figures, I needed to, uh, and that was just by margins. I mean, that was my take home income, not including paying myself. So who knows if there was actually profit in that, but I was able to, you know, it took me, you know, to get six figures, it would mean I'd need to say $300,000 in, in revenue. And that was quite a bit of business when I was managing projects, doing web design projects and development and design and, and doing copy and, and then social media and like advertising and SEO. So I was doing all these different things, a lot of different things for a lot of different kinds of clients, but not really charging custom prices. I would kind of, I would, I, you know, I would, I would make up custom engagements, but I wasn't ever charging enough. And that really impacted my bottom line. And eventually I was like, well, you know, what if I just put my profit first? What if I sold what I was best at, which is hiring and assembling these teams and ultimately managing and ushering projects through to completion so that clients would get business results. And I kind of had, I was reading profit first and they talked about, you know, basically pricing your profit into every engagement up front. And I kind of just had, it dawned on me. I'm like, well, what if I just charged a couple grand and then passed along all the other expenses to my clients and I would manage it for them. Uh, but they would get the benefit of someone to manage it. They weren't big enough to hire a marketing manager. So I would manage and orchestrate the whole thing, but pass along the supplier costs. I would introduce them to suppliers and they could pay them. Like we could turn them on or off as needed. So I, I kind of fell into managed advisory services and what gave me the idea as well was that I, I, I had heard one of my clients had previously hired a fractional CMO is what they called her. And uh, I was intrigued by that and it sounded interesting. I knew they paid, paid her about $20,000 to get started. So all that was kind of interesting. And, um, 
And I knew that, that I could probably sell them a fractional CMO, my version of it, uh, service. So that's what it was. And, uh, so that was, began my, my process of advisory work. And by that point I'd sort of focused in on, on B2B and B2B, uh, services businesses. Cause my clients looking at them, my best ones, uh, and who could afford the most were all B2B and my smallest clients were all business to consumer. So I'd position myself around being a, you know, you can look at kvnw.com, my old agency website, it's still there. Uh, I should take it down, but that was sort of the, you know, the position I landed on was something like uh, uh, digital marketing web design for, uh, for B2B owner managed, owner managed B2B services companies. Uh, Cause I knew that when the owner was involved, it was a lot more effective than when they weren't. And, uh, and anyway, that wasn't the greatest position, but I worked and I got leads in through that website and, um, and whatnot, but, but I wanted to get into advisory. So what happened? So I just want to give you a quick, so that was a quick background. There's probably a lot more detail that I could get into at some point, but, um, what I didn't do was I didn't immediately stop my agency services. I kept those going until the uh, advisory stuff picked up. And I don't recall exactly when I dropped off. I'd have to look back, but I don't recall exactly when I stopped taking on uh, agency work and started only selling advisory stuff. But what I did was I kept KVNW intact. I sold my managed advisory services, my fractional CMO uh, services, which is different than a pure advisory. It's kind of like I manage and produce it for you, but I'm not actually doing the tactical execution. I'm kind of you know, bringing stuff together and, and yeah, maybe I'd be doing proof of concepts and, and various other coordination tasks. Uh, but I didn't, so I kind of phased out of advisor, uh, agency stuff. I was like, actually to this day, I still have a few clients whose website I manage and I do my, my team will do updates for them every so often. So there are a few legacy clients that result in probably five or $10,000 of profit for me per year. So not a lot, but not nothing. So they kind of tick along in the background and, uh, don't, don't take any of my time. Um, so I phased out of the agency stuff and into advisory stuff. So let me just paint a picture back in 2017 in April of 2017 was when I signed my first advisory client. And I think I did a $1,600 something must've been like an audit or something, uh, discovery. Um, and actually at the same time, interestingly enough, according to my, my revenue, my consulting revenue template, which I recommend you use. And I have this as a resource in Mindshare Pro. Uh, at the same time, actually, I did another discovery project for another client. So I was, for whatever reason, I had two opportunities in front of me and this was top of mind. So I'd, I happened to sell two of these discoveries uh, right away, one to an existing client and one to a new client who was interested in my services, didn't even really know what a fractional CMO did and uh, was really confused when I when I proposed it. But eventually, like I still work with that with one of those two clients. So uh, paid off in the end to kind of figure that out with them together. So this is April, 2017. So the first client signed with me immediately in May at $4,000 a month. And that continued for a long time. Uh, that other client, so we did the discovery in April. We probably talked in May, nothing happened in June. And then July, I signed that second client at $3,550, $3,550 per month. So, um, within that, you know, by the time of, by the time of selling the first client, uh, within three, four months, I had now two clients and was doing $7,500 per month, according to this. And, uh, so, so that's July when both of those retainers are active. And I was, I was happy, you know, at that point, that's about a $90,000 annualized, um, uh, revenue. So that's a, that's a pretty good number when, you know, when I was normally making about that with all my, with a lot more complicated work. However, that work was really taxing. There's a lot of work involved to do managed advisory services. 
so that went on that went on so again we started in may when i did or april when i did those audits uh one client signed right away and the next one signed in july and then it took me until january of the following year to get my third advisory client and that was seventy five hundred dollars for six months and so they paid for that upfront, and then they paid again in June. Um, so that so I had three clients by you know two clients. Uh, who knows how long it took me to get the first two, but two clients pretty quickly just by happenstance. And then six months later, I converted another. Here's what I did: I converted another agency client to an advisory client. They were pretty low needs, and I and I basically said, here's what it nets out to. I'll introduce it to all these people that have been doing your your ads and your SEO, and I'll you know it kind of works out to a very similar cost anyway. And then I get to be a neutral advisor and kind of help you help guide you um, and save you costs on development and all these other things. So that was my value proposition. So that I was able to convert an agency client. Now I didn't get my fourth client until October of that year of 2018. So from the first client in April of 2017. It took me, I got two two pretty quick, and then one in, in January, so six months later, and then not till October, 10 months. So that would have been 10, um, 11, 12, 13, you know, 14, 15, 15 or 16 months from the point of doing advisory stuff. So a good year and a half before getting my third client. And I have them at $16,000, so it must have been 12,500 US or something uh, for six months. And so they paid me that upfront, $16,000 to create some savings. And I think I offered them a, a monthly payment plan, but they chose to, if they're going to commit, they might as well pay up front. And they had the cash obviously to do so. So now a year and a half into it, I had three clients in advisory stuff going into 2019. And then things, I started specializing in, in the co-working world. I started my website in 2017, started kind of blogging about it in 2018 and really starting to focus on in 2019 as a, as a specialization. Although I was sort of creating content and building up I, my, my core idea when getting into a new niche is to create a bunch of content up front um, as a blog and then add services to it and then sort of turn it into a business over time. That's kind of what I've always done. And uh, so by 2019 in February, I was then able to secure my fifth client and one, two, three, four, five. And at this point, I haven't lost a client since. So all my clients from 2017, 2018 are with me still. And now going to 2019, uh, I picked up my my fifth client, was which was a co-working space at $4,300 a month. So by this point, I was making uh, $16,000 a month. And so that was by month. I don't know what that is. So that's from basically from April of 2017 to February Prior to that, it was 11700 So I had a six-figure business within a year, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, but a six-figure business within a year. And then and then that quickly went up from there. So, you know, I just want to say, like, you know, it takes a good year to kind of build the first couple of clients. I stopped taking on managed advisory clients right after the first two clients because I was really overwhelmed and really busy with just those two managed advisory stuff. So I always say, get, get a few of those in the door if you want, but then immediately put that on a high price point and or a waiting list and really try to sell advisory services at around say 25, $3,000 a month, more or less, whatever you can reasonably command or potentially a lower tier off offer. Like I had at $7,500 $7, for six months, which would be my lowest at that time. Um, rather than doing the full on managed stuff, because at the end of the day, clients are willing to spend a little less if they coordinate things with the resources they have. And that that's always been the case. And it's significantly less burdensome to pass along that, um, 
project management stuff. You still make the intros, you still oversee everything, you still join supplier calls, you just don't manage tactics and projects, that's up to the client. So 2019 in February, I secured that, that fifth client, now doing $16,000 a month, which was 192,000 annualized. And it wasn't again until June of that year when it looks like I lost two clients and I, uh, and I gained another one. So now I've got one, two, three, four clients, 12,000, and they're at $3,000 a month. Now I'm at 12,500 a month. And, uh, that's an annualized revenue of 150. And then, uh, and then in the end of, uh, I signed in, in October of 2019, I then signed one, two, three new clients, two of which were co-working spaces. One was a SaaS business. So by October of 2019, so this would have been a year and maybe four months, five months. I now have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, sorry, that would have been two years and a couple months because 2017 to 2018, 2018, yeah. So two and a half years. By 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 two and a half years, I broke the twenty thousand dollar a month mark, and now I was earning uh, the the annualized revenue would have been uh, two hundred twenty four thousand dollars. So that's how long it took, two and a half years to really break that multiple six figures sort of profit mark. I ended up doing $181,000 in consulting, purely consulting revenue just that year. Uh, there was also a one-off project of $5,000 in there somewhere. So that increased it a little bit to 186. Um, but yeah, so it, you know, I just want to give you a sense that sure, you know, sometimes the managed advisory services are the easiest thing to get into because you're ultimately solving the problem of a part-time marketing manager and, uh, but you need to, there's a lot of work involved, so I don't recommend living there very long and then shifting to more of a, an advisory role, but you're still making introductions. You're still overseeing it and you start to develop a process, but yeah, it took me, you know, it took me a full on year just to get to, um, the six figures, I guess. So yeah, by about yeah the beginning of January. So, okay, maybe maybe about uh, eight months to get to six figures. And then from there, it took me another year or so to get to uh, multiple six figures. So 2019, that's what happened there. I got those three clients at once. One of them was my highest ever at $6,000 a month, the co-working space. Another one was a SaaS, as I said, and then another one was a small um, co-working client. And then uh, looks like I lost another client in November. So that next month, I was back down to 17,000 a month. 2020 rolls around and, you know, COVID and everything kind of hits, but that's when sort of my business takes off again. Um, I secured, uh, another couple clients and then it kind of, I kept adding and adding and adding and, uh, by like, yeah, you know, by about, you know, right after COVID hit, you know, my business sort of ramped up and, uh, ended up doing well over $20,000 a month peaking out at around $29,000 per month, 29 and a half. And then 2021 rolls around and still think, you know, well over in the mid, the mid 20,000s consistently, uh, 25, 25, 29, you know, just about 30, 28. And then it tapers off a little bit. And then, uh, now I'm back up around, um, around 30,000 uh, per month. So I just want to show you that, like, first of all, these, a lot of these clients are very sticky. So I have I've got, I've got some clients that I've, that I've had for, uh, since the beginning, one client since the beginning, some clients I've had since, yeah, um, 2019, 2018. 
And so these clients are very sticky. They're, they're high revenue, but it does take a bit of time. You have to get these relationships. You have to maintain them. And then you get one client at a time and then another client and then another, and then it really starts to stack up. And then I do things like looking at my average, you know, um, revenue per client and, uh, and then I try to increase my prices. So right now, you know, I, I increased my, one of my, my advisor services from 25 to 2750, uh, that's going to go to 3000. And then even with Mindshare, I'm going to be increasing a few of the prices. I've got a mastermind, which goes up in price on Friday. And then my one-to-one coaching will go up again in the new year. So incrementally things will go up and up and up. And the benefit of being a solo consultant is that there's sort of a supply and demand and, if people want access to your expertise, it's really what the market can, can command and what you, and what kind of clients you want to work on and take on. So, um, yeah, I mean, over the last couple of years, I've been able to sustain close to over 300,000 in revenue. Um, I've phased out a lot of my agency contract work, uh, development and that kind of thing and focus primarily on advisory stuff. I've got some group coaching, some memberships, uh, you know, there are all kinds of stuff, good mix of, of things. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of share that with you to kind of say that, and I think those results are fairly fast, but I still had another line of revenue coming in beforehand. So if you're going to sell advisory services, try to keep, try to keep your background, the stuff that's worked going and try to move people into an advisory role and show people that, Hey, instead of me marking up other people's time, you can work with me as an advisor. I'm a neutral advisor and then I'll help you get results and we can turn on or off all these people and I can hold them accountable and I'm on your team basically for a fixed fee and uh, try to get out of the managed advisory services, but that's a good place to start. Gets your feet wet, gets you going, builds up your Rolodex of, of, of people. But you really have to expect at least a couple of years of putting in the grind work. Now, if you're just coming from a job or you don't have an existing agency or you're not a freelancer already, I would even elongate those timelines. I think I was able to convert one existing relationship, then another existing relationship, and then one new, or one you know, one existing, one new relationship, and then another existing relationship. And even today, like I, you know, last year I, I signed a client that I built a website four or five years ago. So, you know, it, if you, in absence of these, of these relationships, it's going to take a bit of time to build it up. It's going to take years, but the good news is that these relationships tend to be very sticky. They, uh, they are tend to be very profitable. And if you do a good job, they, yeah, you know, you could be with your clients for years and years and years, uh, especially if you have downsells and kind of transitionary offers as well. Um, so yeah, that's, I just wanted to share that with you because, you know, it's, it's a little bit trickier to sell advisory services. Um, but if you position yourself as a better alternative to an in-house marketing manager, or you're a specialist in solving the specific problems of your, of your niche. And I think having a niche really, really helps. I also just, I mean, looking at my client base, I've got a general niche where I've got some clients outside of coworking. I've got my coworking niche and then I have Mindshare or my personal brand, which is around helping, uh, marketing consultants grow a profitable practice. So you can have multiple niches, but I didn't do it all at once. I, I kept a general practice. I kept a specialized practice. And then once those two were up and running and successful and established, I was able to then layer in a third niche, which is, uh, working with other, uh, marketing consultants. So that even this mindshare is going to take a long time to really build up into a viable, uh, revenue stream. Uh, but currently it's over, um, Currently it's over, you know, five, $6,000 per month. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Like between five and $6,000 a month. So, you know, it's getting there. It's becoming a more meaningful portion of my business, but it's still only about, uh, you know, not even a quarter of it. So, um, yeah, but I'm, I'm keeping a multiple year long horizon on that and keeping my existing things running 
because there's nothing worse than being a desperate consultant. You can't need money and do your job. So it really, you have to make money selling execution, whatever you got to do to make your money, whether it's having a day job or selling execution work or literally selling whatever you're, you're capable of doing until you can build up your advisory practice. Cause it's going to take, uh, it's going to take years. So, um, some people are probably going to be faster than this than I am. I think specializing really helped, but I, it still takes a long time for people to see you as a credible expert. You need relationships, you need introductions, you need case studies and credibility. All these things just take time. So, uh, overnight positioning, overnight change of business model won't fix anything. Your ability to sell it, your ability then to deliver on it, all these things matter. Um, so that going back to my kind of framework, you got the niche at the top, you've got your credibility around that niche, then you've got your methodology, then you've got your business model, and then you've got your marketing engine. So all of those things need love, time, and attention. Otherwise, maybe you'll get clients who won't be able to keep them. Maybe you won't be able to get clients, but if you could, you'd do a great job for them. It depends on where your strengths and weaknesses are. Uh, so as time goes on with this business, I'm going to keep creating more leverage and scale and doing more, um, uh, increasing prices and doing, you know, time, you know, reducing my time effort for the money. And, uh, that, that's the, but that's a logical progression. And as I create more demand than my time allows, that's when I can really start to sell more info products and courses and, and, uh, memberships and that kind of thing. So I hope this is interesting too. I just wanted to kind of give you a peek behind the scenes of how things have been because uh, I don't think there's really a lot of people sharing kind of behind the scenes revenue figures um, that openly and uh, hopefully that kind of helps. And if you want any more clarity on, you know, anything from like the breakdown of my memberships versus consulting, whatever, whatever, you know, might be valuable to you, let me know. Uh, but I'll leave it there for now. And uh, yeah, things take time. So plan for that. Uh, don't be desperate. Have, have, work that you can do, uh, earn money. And, uh, that'll really help you kind of sustain the length of time it's going to take to build up your advisory practice. That's all for now. Uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Oh, and before, before I let you go, uh, if you're interested in joining the mastermind program, uh, there, I've got three slots left. The price goes up this Friday. Um, it's a no brainer still the price and it's going to keep going up over time. So uh, if you need help and you're and you want to do it in a small group setting with a private Slack group, we meet every other week and a lot more. You can directly message me uh, in the group uh, as much as you want, and uh, and we have our calls and stuff. So as, if you want more personalized support and guidance, that's probably the best way to do it. Uh, other than my one-to-one coaching programs, uh, all the details of of that are on Kevin.me/mastermind, or you can see all my services at Kevin.me. But uh, I'm not intended to really create a hard sell here. Just want to kind of up, uh, inform you that. There's a good price on the mastermind today, and there's going to be another good price after Friday, but uh, it'll be a little bit higher after that. Okay, I'll talk to you soon, and uh, stay well. Bye.